let's do the thing. It's really easy to just. Uh, the hardest part was getting the font on that right. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Room Full of Nerd Stuff. Just gonna start it like that. Uh, if if you haven't seen it, maybe I'll put it in the post somewhere. It should be the picture that you put with this. Somebody mentioned that Bray Wyatt versus The Undertaker was the Undertaker gets his groove back match for Sting next year at WrestleMania. So, of course, I photoshopped Undertaker and Bray Wyatt onto the house till I got her groove back cover. Because some nights you create things that you love and you put your heart and soul into them. And some nights you photoshop wrestlers onto the cover art of 90s chick flicks. Is this actually the cover? Yeah, look it up, man. I the attention to detail I put into that is really depressing. I mean, I've never seen the movie. I don't even know how Stella got. Thank you. <laughs> how Stella lost her groove. Thanks, Google. Yeah, there's. <laughs> <laughs> like, how did she lose it in the first place? I think that uh, we are due for a prequel about how Stella lost her groove. I don't know, maybe they well, explained the, it in the movie, I've never seen it. <laughs> the beginning of the movie is how Stella lost her groove, and then it's about her going to an island and banging a much younger man, and therefore regaining her groove. That's how you do it. And so you do it, you bang Tay Diggs. It works for me! Whoopi Goldberg's in there somewhere. Every time I bang Tay Diggs, I feel better, so... Stella is a very successful 40-year-old stockbroker raising her son and living in California who is persuaded by her New York friend to take a well-deserved first-class vacation to Montego Bay, Jamaica. As she soaks in the beauty of the island, she encounters a handsome young islander, Winston Shakespeare. Fuck off! (laughs) (laughs) Winston Shakespeare? Fuck off! (laughs) He's a a distant cousin. (laughs) Who lives in Jamaica? Oh, yeah, man, my cousin Willie wrote some good books back in the day, man. You know, they they immigrated, and, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> oh, my God. Fuck. Oh, I was, like, 100% like, it's just a crappy chick flick. Right up until Winston Shakespeare, and then I just didn't even care what it said after that. No. No. There's someone, like, Tay Diggs, there's someone who, like, late 90s, early 2000s, kind of looked like he was going to go somewhere, and then disappeared. So, uh, here's the deal. Let's get this out of the way. Podcast is going to change up a little bit after tonight. We don't know how yet. Mike's got a full plate, and I've got a bunch of other projects I'm taking on. I'm still going to try to have something weekly for you in this slot. I don't know what, though. Don't talk about people's slots. That's I gotta keep this... I gotta keep the slots full. Otherwise, if I don't keep the slots full, they might lose their groove. And I don't want Tay Diggs occupying my audience's slots. You don't want to fuck Tay Diggs or have Tay Diggs fuck your audience? No, Tay Diggs is not 20 years my younger, so it doesn't help me. My groove would just remain exactly as it is. But maybe it's not just the older or younger, it's just him. Maybe it's just Tay Diggs? Maybe he's just a groove machine? Exactly. This can't be, like, we can't say we're probably going to take a hiatus and then spend the last episode talking about what we do to Tay Diggs. (laughs) Sure we can. Would it be different than any other episode? Yes, slightly. (laughs) But only slightly. Only slightly. Not not enough that anyone would notice. 
in in the meantime, in, in, on the off chance we don't get podcasts up regularly, uh, I'm over on Twitch at twitch.tv slash jcbaggy. I'm playing with streaming. I'm going to do my Final Fantasy VIII walkthrough LP over there and maybe some other stuff. My goal is to stream at least every other couple nights. Uh, and, and Mike's in the usual places uh, making figurines now and drawing no, and stuff. I, I, I gave up. Oh, you gave up entirely on the figurines? I Well, I have this game planned for mm-hmm. next week. And so I'm kind of in crunch mode getting all those together. And I thought, like, hey, I'll make all these little custom figurines to play with. And uh, that is a lot more work than I thought it would be. And uh, so I I unfortunately do not have the skill at this time or the the time at this time to uh, get all the figurines done that I would need to for this game. But so that's a shame. But uh I'm still looking forward to playing it, even if they are just, like, paper cutouts. No, it'll just be, like, an old, like, 90s board game. Like, I played play the shit out of that Ninja Turtles game that just had, like, little cardboard figures of the turtles in a plastic stand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was the thing. That's probably what uh, what this will end up being. So, yeah. No no figuring. I'm, I'm not going to proclaim that I am a professional figure maker. <laughs> figure maker? Just yet. Maybe... Maybe that one guy whose uh, email I retweeted, maybe he can get that guy to give you some exposure. What guy? Who's exposing? The the guy who is all like, you sh- do you want to take the fucking red pill and work with me? Oh, that guy. Yeah, that God, douchebag. That email. I have never like seen such a smug, unspoken fedora adjustment at the end <laughs> of an email. Just that whole thing. It was, uh, Did you feel kind of kind of slimy reading that? Uh, so this gentleman named Rian Sig. Uh, reposted this. Uh, he posted this on Twitter. He said over a month ago he declined some for exposure work. Uh, this is the bane of existence of all artists: the for exposure job. Mike, mm. would you like to explain to our audience what the for exposure job is? Well, the for exposure job is when someone needs you to do something, but they're awful people, so they decide they don't want to pay you for doing a job. Your payment. Your payment is that uh, you have gotten the privilege of working for these people. Yeah. They promise that maybe someone will see it, and maybe that'll lead to more work later, but it never does. It just leads to them getting their shit done without having to pay for it. They're awful, awful people, and I hate them. <sighs> yep. Uh, so he had declined this work, and uh, this is over a month ago, and tonight he got this response. Let me read this real quick. And uh, uh, Good sir, I'm very sorry to hear that. This could have been a great opportunity for you as an unknown to get your work out there. I understand the lack of upfront monies is unsatisfactory for craftsmen of higher calibers, but I had assumed, I suppose wrongfully, that your dedication and passion for your craft would supersede your base desire for monetary compensation. That's the that's one of the that's things they the always one. throw at you is that it's like, oh, clearly if you want to get paid, you don't truly love what you're doing. I thought your love of your craft was more important than your desire to eat. It's like, no, because I like this, I want to get paid to do it so that I can continue to do it. Good at this. Fuck you. Pay me. Yeah. And I, oh, that whole fucking, like, for higher craftsmen or whatever. It's like, yeah, I'm going with you because you're you're cheap and free and not, like, known. Because known people yeah. are asking for money. Uh, perhaps you would like to think on the subject longer. I am not heartless, my good fellow. 
I'll give you another chance to accept my offer. A do-over response if you would like, but should so you decline blow-hardy. again... So fucking blowhardy. I hate but it. But should you decline again, I will walk away from this encounter to someone else, and you will never see a moment's reflection of the magnum opus that could have been again. Do you still decline, or will you take the red pill with me and join this epic adventure, sir? Matrix reference aside, if you ever come across anyone, any artist listening to this, that describes their like secret project as a magnum opus run in the other don't, fucking direction. Don't work with that person. Yeah. Don't work with that person. Uh, by they the way, uh, shit. Rian did post after that. He said he, uh, I should mention the original email was about nine pages long. Oh my God. And was basically a pitch script for a man pain, dead wife, violent revenge manifesto. So he, <laughs> he gave him a nine page pitch for the Punisher. Yeah. <laughs> that he wants this guy to work on for free. Oh, uh... Take that red pill, man. Yeah. That's... Uh, somewhere there's a man with a fedora covered in Cheeto dust <laughs> and a nine-page long man pain revenge manifesto script. It's got, like, the Cheetos fingerprints on the brim. Yeah, like, the email has some Cheeto dust on it mm-hmm. before he posted it. He was like, what the fuck is this? And started brushing it off. How did he email me Cheeto crumbs? No, when I saw you repost that and I went back and read it, it's like, ugh, I just felt gross reading that. I felt gross just reading it right now. Yeah. So, anyway. Long story short, pay artists. Pay artists and artists get paid for your shit. Because it it also pisses me off when people actually bite on those for, for exposure jobs. Because then it brings, like, artists who are trying to get paid down. Yeah. Because it's like now, hey, there's artists out there that'll work for free. Shit, why should we well, pay these people who are trying to pay bills and shit when we can the, go to this guy for nothing? It's the same problem writers have. The market's flooded with hobbyists who just do it because they think it's fun and they want to do it for free. And I'm over here like, no, I'd, I'd like to pay my bills with this place. Yeah, it's, um, it sucks. And I hate people that just do stuff for free because they cheapen what everyone else is trying to do. Yeah. So, so stop it. There's that. So get paid for doing your shit fools uh i yeah that's all i gotta say on that and that motherfucker uh he didn't post his name in the email but if i could find him i would just love i would love just five minutes to have a conversation with that guy i don't know that i could stand five minutes with him 30 seconds in mike just goes oh i have to go take a shower as soon as he's like oh good day good sir it's like oh fuck off hello sir oh fuck Mm. yourself trevor Mm. Mm. Yeah. I hate, like, just, like, fat, dopey American people that try to come off like, oh, good day. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I I am a uh, officially certified uh, honorary Britishman, so I am allowed that. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care how many episodes of Doctor Who you've watched, you don't get to do I that. I have a friend who lives in, in England. He was like, no, you're one of us now. Probably because I don't say things like, oh, good day, sir. Yeah, I had a, a black friend that called me his, <laughs> his N-word once, but I don't get to say that I'm black, so. You, did, you didn't ask him if you could have the privileges? No. I was told that once by a co-worker. He was like, just ask me. If I say yes, you can have them. And I'm like, I am not asking you if I can have N-word privileges. Like, do I get a card? Do I carry that? Like, no, it's okay. <laughs> Look, I have the card. I did. On occasion, just because he was my friend, drop it around him a couple times just to see what he would do. Did he high five you? Hey, he didn't give a shit. The other guys who didn't know that we were friends, though, they got pissed. 
Mike, you can't call him that. What? Oh. Uh, no, I can call him that. Oh. <laughs> uh, uh, so I guess we should talk about the Ghostbuster news that came out this week, too. Oh, yes. Yes, more ghost things. Uh, so a few months ago, Paul Fig announced his all-female Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. Which... We've we've talked about a few times on here, and we've basically included we don't actually give a shit about an all female Ghostbusters. We just don't see the point because it's not. It doesn't feel like he's making Ghostbusters anymore at this point. Especially his uh, comedy made about the tone being inspired by The Walking Dead. But see, that's. No, I don't. I'm not saying it's going to be like the the Chickbusters. Chickbusters. That was AJ and Caitlin. That was AJ and Caitlin. Chickbusters. Yeah. Chickbusters. Ah. Oh, better days. Uh, the the. The fake busters. Um, I don't think they're going to be like stuck on a farm with with Lauren Conrad. I would like that. Lauren Conrad is that her name? Cohen. Cohen. Who's Lauren Conrad? I have no idea. Lauren Cohen. I, I if they want to be stuck on a farm with her, I'm I'm there opening day. I'll buy three tickets. <laughs> but um, no, it's I don't think that it's going to be like like you said. Tone was inspired. I just I read the the quote that he said, and he just said that he drew inspiration from it, and I think. That has more to do with the idea that it's like normal everyday people who are thrown into this bizarre, fucked up situation. Which which one's gonna grow the epic beard? Well, I don't know any of their names except Kristen Wiig and, and uh, I was gonna say Jenny McCarthy, Melissa McCarthy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jenny McCarthy is a Ghostbuster. No, no, I don't want to. I don't want to think about what that would entail. All right. Let, Hold, please. Let me find who out who these people are. Uh, Kristen Wiig, Melissa McCarthy. Um, oh fuck! See, Kate. you don't know them either. I knew them up until like five minutes ago. Fuck! I know that one of them's on SNL. Uh, Leslie something. This is, is a, this is a great worst, podcast. This is great. Leslie Jones and Kate McKinnon. Right, Kate McKinnon's the one on SNL right now. Well, Leslie Jones is on SNL, too. Oh, are they? They're all on there? So, yeah, so all of them, Melissa McCarthy, come from SNL. So this is this is just an SNL movie, and you know how well those go. Well, it's not like Dan Aykroyd and Bill Murray weren't on fucking well, Saturday okay. Night Live. Okay, this is true. This is true. <laughs> you all know how those SNL movies work, except for Ghostbusters and Stripes and Coming to America. Womp womp. You know, all those successful SNL movies. It's the ones that are based off SNL skits that don't work so well. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. You you weren't a fan of The Ladies' Man? No. I don't think anybody was. The only the only one that I liked was Wayne's World. Yeah. That's the only well, one that, was, that works. That was the only one that was any good. I remember a lot of people enjoying Superstar when I was in high school, but I never saw it. I, I, I even like Molly Shannon, but I, I couldn't bother with that movie. You just can't take a skit and evolve it like that. Mm-mm. Uh, but I was gonna make a joke at the one of the chicks from SNL is a lesbian. I was gonna say she grows the beard, but that was a while ago, and it's ship's context now. Ship sailed. So, anyways, uh, on top of that, which pissed off, I don't know, Cheeto dusted fedora wears. <laughs> Maybe that guy who sent that email was just butthurt about the Ghostbusters announcement. That's why it took him a month to respond. He was just in denial for a month. Like, no, there will not be all-girl Ghostbusters. He was uh, sitting in his closet, drinking his uh, Sunny D, wearing his... his no! Uh, and, uh, in, in the wake of that, and the controversy and the outcry from people who shouldn't actually give a shit, 
Uh, it was announced that they are going to expand the franchise even more, including one helmed by Channing Tatum that will be a more international flavor, I guess, would be the way of putting it. <laughs> Which the Intercontinental Ghostbusters? The Intercontinental Ghostbusters? Dolph Ziggler's been a member of these Ghostbusters <laughs> 12 times! 12 times! Him and Chris Jericho. I, I don't know. I would probably pay money for a Channing Tatum, Chris Jericho Ghostbusters movie. <laughs> I feel like there's something there. Uh, Chris Jericho can't be anything but Chris Jericho. If he's playing Chris Jericho as a Ghostbuster, then okay. Do it. Perfect. Cast Chris Jericho as Chris Jericho. He's playing himself. He's playing himself. Oh, they were uh, trying to... He can be the fourth one they get. All three of the Ghostbusters are at a wrestling show trying to catch a wrestling ghost. I don't know what person that could be a wrestling ghost that this podcast would uh, frequently reference could show up. Darren Young. (laughs) (laughs) He kind of looks like Slimer. They think they think they're trying to get a ghost, but it's just Darren Young and Chris Jericho's like that's not a ghost, and they're like we need this guy because he knows what is and is not a ghost. <laughs> he's smart. He doesn't get a proton pack or anything. He just has the jumpsuit on and he's behind them on his phone the whole time. And every once in a while, looks at him and goes, "Yeah, that one's a ghost." I want to get that one. That one's a ghost right there. <laughs> that one's a ghost. No, that's Vince McMahon. But get him. Go ahead and get him. <laughs> what? Nah! Damn it. Yeah, um... Uh, Ghost Core is what they're calling it. That's right. And Dan Aykroyd and Ivan Reitman are involved in this one, but they're also very excited about Paul Feig's Ghostbusters movie. Well, of course they are, because I'm sure Dan Aykroyd's getting a huge cut from it. Um, I'm getting sick of studios jumping on this attempt at creating a massive shared universe just like Marvel is doing. See, with Ghostbusters, though, I think it could work. Absolutely. See, the thing about uh, well, the IDW comic that drove me nuts was that it's like they, they now have the freedom to really explore all these different things that the Ghostbusters could do. Mm-hmm. And they kept it in New York, uh, well, except for like one story arc. But they mostly kept it in New York, uh, just referencing shit from the movies. Everything had to do with Zool or Vigo. And it's like, no, this is this is something that could expand literally worldwide. Yeah. There's enough, like, ghost history throughout the entire world that they could take it literally anywhere. Somebody clearly has that idea from years ago, too, because that was the sequel hook from the video game. What, that it was going to be... Yeah, that they were going to... Because remember, that was the sequel hook over the credits of the uh, the video game. They were going to expand, and you were... You're nondescript player character was going to head his own branch somewhere else in the world. Right, I down phone. God damn it, Zordon, <laughs> every time. Right, and it, if they had gone with that, it's like, I don't like the idea that they're rebooting it. Yeah. Because they could just make them franchises of Ghostbusters, which I think they should do. But, um, yeah, it's like there's, there's so much they can do, so I think that having this universe where there's different Ghostbusters branches that are dealing with hauntings in their own cities or whatever there's a lot they could do with that so yeah. it, it could work i know it's like they they are trying to it, it, like you said create the big massive universe because it worked for marvel god damn it uh and of course sony is trying anything that they can to <laughs> replicate marvel's success oh my god maybe they'll get with fox and we'll get a uh, ghostbusters x-men crossover yes no i'm just hoping eventually uh <laughs> like, I'm hoping these two movies fail and then they get, like, a co-ownership deal with Disney. 
I'm just imagining like Wolverine walks in. Hey, bub, what you doing? And Channing Tatum's like, "What the fuck is that? A ghost?" And Jericho looks up from his phone and goes, "No, he's he's just Canadian. I'm Canadian too. What a ghost!" When they zap Jericho with the proton pack, does his jacket light up from the power? It's like all the all little, the all, all the, the bulbs, all the bulbs explode. explode. Yeah, <laughs> they're popping all over his body. That sounds like a fuzzy song. <laughs> <laughs> the screaming or bulbs exploding all over my body? Yes. Both. <laughs> Take the bulbs and the screaming, got a fuzzy song. Pretty much. Uh, so, yeah, I. everybody is, of course, pissed off. Uh, basically, what happened was the people uh, who were excited about the all-female Ghostbusters are now pissed because they are doing a boys' club-only Ghostbusters, which, okay. Well, they also didn't say that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what everyone got from it, because it's like, what? They're making another Ghostbusters that have, so far, two boys in it? It's going to be all boys, and it's going to undermine the girls? Oh my god, you're awful. Like, No, that's... that. Give it a minute. <laughs> Let's find Calm. out details before we lose our shit completely. Calm down. Uh, it'll be Channing Tatum, Jonah Hill, Seth Rogen, and James Franco. That's my bets. Uh... No, wait, not James Franco. They gotta have the ethnic diversity, so Craig Robinson... Well, they've already got Chris Pratt in there. Is he is he attached to Ghostbusters? I thought so. I thought it was him and Channing Tatum because they wanted to work together. I don't know. Chris Chris Pratt is attached to everything right now. <laughs> he really is. Because <laughs> uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Two is about to start filming. It's gonna it's gonna film in Atlanta. It's filming like an hour from me. I wonder if I can get a cameo. <laughs> you just paint yourself blue and walk onto the set. Um, and then uh, Jurassic World, obviously, which, if it's good, will turn into a franchise, and if it's bad, will just not even affect his career at all, because he's now at that point in his career. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Disney wants him to be Indiana Jones for a reboot. Ugh. Now, is I'm okay with Chris Platt. Chris Platt? Chris Platt? Words. I'm okay with Chris Pratt as Indiana Jones. I'm not okay with a reboot. I don't need that. Well... I'm really not okay with more Indiana Jones. They had an opportunity to do that, and they fucked that up. <laughs> and I say this as somebody who didn't hate Crystal Skull, but... It... Crystal Skull didn't feel like an Indiana Jones movie to me, though. It, Yeah, it it felt like some... It felt like they had a script for another movie and just said, let's make this guy Indiana Jones. Right. But, uh, no, it, it was the same problem that I had with uh, the, the Brendan Fraser mummy films. Yeah. Where it's like, it's, he's kind of a, a silly doofus. Yeah. And I can't take that guy seriously as uh, this dungeon-dwelling well, now, treasure hunter. I mean, uh, Chris Pratt's already, like, his movie break was as serious characters in uh, Zero Dark Thirty. Was that it? I don't know. Yeah. I've only seen a... bits of him on uh, Parks and Rec, and then, obviously, Star-Lord was a was kind of a dopey comedic character. Kind of an asshole. Uh, yeah, he was in Zero Dark Thirty, uh, which was the uh, Mark Wahlberg Iraqi War movie. Yeah, the movie about the team that killed Bin Laden. That's like, right. Yeah, that's the We Got Him movie. <laughs> that's the Go America movie. Uh, that was the movie that was his his like first big break. Unless you count Bride Wars, Jennifer's Body. Oh, that's right. He was in Wanted briefly. Oh, was he the guy? He was the guy that got smashed in the face with the keyboard, wasn't he? Yes, he was. Yeah. I don't know that I call those breaks, though. 
He was in them, sure, but... It's more of a break than I've gotten. It's uh, Kind of being a background character or a secondary character isn't really a break. Yeah. So, I uh, I like him. I think he'd be a, a decent Indiana Jones, I guess. Uh, I do kind of worry they would try to skew it more comical than the other movies were. Uh, I'm content just leaving that one on the shelf for a few more years to get the taste of Crystal Skull out of everybody's mouth. Well, you, you wait a you wait a few years. You do it far enough away from Crystal Skull that everybody's forgotten it, but you don't do it so far away that Harrison is Harrison Ford is dead when you're doing it. <laughs> you kind of get that cusp where he's old enough that he can't do the role, but he can still show up at the premiere and hold a conversation. See what so I think about they should the time do with uh, with uh, Chris Pratt instead of making it uh, a reboot, have him take over for Shia LaBeouf and be the son. I don't know that I want to watch Mutt Jones in the Temple of Doom. Well, but it's was it Jones Williams? I'm sorry, Mutt Williams. But Chris Pratt in that role would be a lot better than Shia LaBeouf. Anybody in that role would be better than Shia LaBeouf. So it's like I I would be fine with them continuing his story as long as it's not Shia LaBeouf playing him. I'm trying to imagine like nervous breakdown era Shia LaBeouf <laughs> claiming that role. He, like, goes to go into the cave and has to adjust the paper bag over his face. It says, I am not Indiana Jones on it. <laughs> I am not Indiana Jones. Yes. Uh, oh, God. His whip will be made out of braided hair. <laughs> and he carries a super soaker instead of a gun. Uh, okay, I take it back. I want I want <laughs> nervous breakdown Shia LaBeouf playing, playing the character now. Dude's, dude's like that idol belongs in a museum he's like i'm gonna sell it for money all right fine whatever sell it for money i don't give a shit and just leaves <laughs> that's that's your climax uh, remember, when Sh- remember when shia labeouf was in transformers and he was like slated to be the next big thing mm-hmm. he was in that and then uh was it disturbia disturbia yeah um uh, uh eagle eye was that it yes Oh, he was everywhere for a little while. He was going to be like the next big A-list Hollywood actor. And well, I remember uh, 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 it was like right after or no, right before the second Transformers movie came out. He did something uh, like got got drunk and crashed his car and then there was a big something or other. And Steven Spielberg apparently went and bailed him out and said, you're one of my kids now. You don't do this shit because <laughs> Spielberg um, uh, produced the Transformers films. Oh yeah, it was uh, 2007. He was, uh, or no, 2005. I pull up his wiki page. Uh, charged with assault with a deadly weapon after threatening his neighbor by driving into his car. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then two years later, was arrested for misdemeanor criminal trespassing after refusing to leave a Walgreens. <laughs> How bad you gotta be to get arrested at Walgreens for not leaving? Twenty-four hours. Twenty-four hours. <laughs> they never close. No, I'm a yeah. customer. No, Shia LaBeouf. You're not a customer. We hated your last movie. Yeah, right before the uh, the second Transformers movie. That was when Shia LaBeouf went Shia La crazy. But we got that really cool uh, uh, Shia LaBeouf song out of it. I don't know it, nor do I want to hear it. You No, I will send no. that to you off the air. I will send that to you off the air. You need to hear it. No, it's really amazing. because you sent me that goddamn Chinese food song, and then you made me watch a documentary on the weird pedophile that made it. Oh, that was good times. You awful that was good person. Times. That was good times. That was good times. You loved that. No. 
I just <laughs> through half of that thing that you sent me from was it cracked? Yeah, I'm just watching this going. Okay, they're just detailing like all these little Rebecca Black type songs. Why are they doing this? Why? Took halfway through that video to get to the fact that it was the same guy that produced them all and that he's weird. Yeah. And then at the end, I was still like, why did Chris send me this? Why Why did Chris send me this? Because I like to make you suffer, Mike. Uh, Speaking of of suffering... I watched the whole thing because I'm like, there's got to be a point to this. There has to be a reason he sent me this. Yeah, Chris has never sent you anything that doesn't have a point. He hasn't sent me, like, random Destiny's Child videos at all. (laughs) I can't even remember why I did that. Me either. Although that went through my head as soon as I watched that video. It's like, oh, this is Destiny's Child all over again. Um, by, the, by the way, if you if you want to talk about torture. Um, so Avengers comes out next month. Next month? Month after next. Uh, May, yeah. Age of Ultron. Have you seen what AMC is doing? No. Uh, <laughs> he says nervously. Every, every single Marvel Cinematic Universe movie back to back to back to back to back. Wow. Ending ending with a showing of Age of Ultron. On where? At, at AMC Theaters. Oh, at, okay. I was like, on the channel? No, no, no. 29 hours. Wow. Somebody did the math. The entire cinematic universe. Well, there's got to be a point, like, does buying a ticket for this thing include, like, meals or a nap? <laughs> well, that's what, uh, that's what Iron Man 2 is for. <laughs> oh! So uh, just 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 so we're clear on what that would entail, Iron Man, The Incredible Hulk, two thousand eight with Edward Norton, which was a much better movie than people gave it credit for. It was better than the the Ang Lee one. Well, I mean that's not saying much. Uh, Iron Man two, Thor, Captain America, the First Avenger, Marvel's The Avengers, Iron Man three, Thor: The Dark World, Captain America: The Winter Soldier, Guardians of the Galaxy, and then it culminates in Age of Ultron. I I. I kind of forget that Guardians of the Galaxy is part of that. Like, I know right? that, uh, the, the uh, fuck his name, Thanos, is a big part of Guardians of the Galaxy. But it's, like, just, like, being that he it was kind of hinted at at the end of Avengers, but wasn't really a big thing in it. Yeah, it is, like, just on the outskirts of the cinematic universe. Yeah. And I don't don't think I didn't see that and immediately go for sixty bucks. That's a deal. I would love to see all those in the theater again before my brain went. You're fucking crazy. <laughs> you had the little devil and angel on your shoulder. Devil's like every fucking Marvel movie, and the, the angel's like it's, ninety or twenty nine hours. It's twenty nine hours. You're going to have a heart attack and die. You're gonna do that anyways. You can take a nap during Thor. You're going to have to survive on a day and a half on uh, fucking theater popcorn. Everybody comes out looking like they just survived the Planet of the Apes. Yeah. We're all like tattered clothing. <laughs> and Can you just imagine what it'll feel like to walk out of that theater and like the sun hits you? Oh, it'll be like the mole people. Well, I guess if it's uh, if you're seeing Age of Ultron last, you'll walk out and it'll still be night. But think of all the things you could do with that span of time. <laughs> All the things you could accomplish. No, I just I just watched I just watched Marvel movies for a day and a half. Marathon them straight through. I'm on no sleep. I don't want to take a pee break. I might miss something. We've been here for twenty hours. I might miss something. I'm on no sleep and I'm shitting blood, but I saw all the Marvel movies. Oh god. I wonder how many people are gonna be at the theater in costume, but the costume designed to hide the depends. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, only liquids. I guess like an Iron Man costume. Like if it's one of the really good Iron Man costumes, you can get away with that. You could have a really super absorbent diaper in there. You could probably build a system in there. Maybe you could recycle your own waste. <laughs> then you don't even. Oh, just That's like recycles through the suit. <laughs> recycles to the suit, and there's like a little hose tied to one of the fingers. You can just fill the water bottle back up. <laughs> some, oh. some weird asparagus green slop comes oozing out of a finger into a drink cup. It's my yeah, nourishment I, sludge. I could maybe do uh, the entire Phase 2 lineup from Iron Man 3 through Age of Ultron. I feel like that wouldn't be too bad. Yeah, uh, there's if uh, I, there's no way you if if they did all of them spread over like a week, showed two a night or something, I'd be there for that. That'd be great. Mm-hmm. You could do that even. There's ten fucking movies if you showed two a night for five days. I I think that'd be the way to do it. But I can't I can't do all of them in a row, not without giving up a significant portion of my soul. I wonder how many people are having the same, like, I can't do that. I can't fucking do that. And then just, like, how... <laughs> like, while they're packing the bag, I can't do this. No, like, I'm wondering, like, AMC probably thinks this is a great idea, and they're going to make a ton of money off of it, but there's so many people going, that's 29 hours. Um, it's like, they're going to go there, and there's going to be, like, one fat fedora-wearing, Cheetos-handed fan sitting in the third row. He's like... Oh, man, I normally wouldn't have time to come here and watch these many movies in a row, but sadly, my proposals for artists were rejected. (laughs) I've got nothing but time now. Nothing but time on my Cheeto-crusted hands. Sir, those Cheetos are stuck in here. You're not allowed to have those. We are coming hard at the neckbeards tonight. They're an easy target. I can do it. I'm kind of one of them. I need to shave. I, I trimmed up, but I didn't, like, get rid of any length, so it's getting kind of long, but I'm liking it. It's not a neck beard. I still have some, like, proper beard going. And I don't wear fedoras. <laughs> I still have some chin in between my neck and beard, so... <laughs> We're good. Oh, man. I own some fedoras. They're in storage. I got them because I'd wanted a fedora for years, and I got a couple, like, right before they became the symbol of everybody who hates <laughs> women. <laughs> Like, right on the cusp of, like, cool because it's old, but not, like, everybody's wearing fedoras because we think men are great and women don't deserve rights. Yeah, those those fuckers went in storage. Yeah, when did that become the, the uniform of the asshole? Ah, uh, around the time that My Little Pony became the broadcast program of the asshole. Which... It's so weird that they all have so much in common. And I know we say this as two guys who grew up on Ghostbusters that talk about shit like this and watch wrestling, but... Like, how can that many people all have long, greasy hair, neck beards, fedoras, a Cheeto fetish, and watch My Little Pony? Well, I have watched My Little Pony. <laughs> I have not. I I have to draw the line somewhere, Mike. I have My Little Pony action figures. Mike. For the first, like, two years, that was a good show. When you hold them in your hand, do you feel the fedora start to grow inside you? No. <laughs> no, because I was reading, like these reports of these guys that would like go to pony conventions and like berate small girls. Yeah, that was, it's like, right I, a- I'm okay if you dig the show cause it's a good show, but don't motherfuck their intended audience for liking the show. Yeah. 
it's another case for me of the fan base ruining it for me because I'm like, no, those guys are fucking crazy. Yeah. It's like, nope. Suddenly I didn't, like, as a guy, I shouldn't probably want to admit that I watch My Little Pony, but it's like, when I watched it, it was like, this is a good show and I want to tell people that it's a good show. And then it's like, all guys who watch My Little Pony are weird pedophiles and angry. And it's like, well, shit, I don't want to be associated with them, so I better not say that I watch the show. <sighs> oh, man. Assholes are driving decent people into hiding. I didn't say good people, decent people. Going uh, going back to what we were talking about, too, Daredevil's about to premiere on Netflix. Have we talked about this any on the show? I don't think so. I think when they made the announcement, we were like, hey, they're doing these shows. Mm-hmm. And it's like, cool, but... Oh, yeah, because we weren't really like, hey, they made this announcement, but I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, we, like we do with so many things. Like we do with everything else. Oh, they announced this. Really cool. Believe it when it's in theaters. Yeah. Uh, no, they've put out two trailers for the Daredevil series, which premieres uh, April 10th, uh, which I will probably finish watching... April 10th, because that's how these things work. <laughs> um, no, it looks really good, actually. I'm not going to lie to you. I, uh, it's It's got a tone that I did not expect. What kind of tone? It's very dark, very gritty. Um, tonally, it's almost reminiscent of uh, Batman Begins. Hmm. Which I guess it should be. Daredevil is kind of Marvel's Batman. Yeah. He's the poor man's um, Batman. We still haven't seen the costume. There have been reports from people who worked with it said there is a costume and they described it and it's not like just a red one piece bodysuit. Uh there's some black to it to kinda kinda balance it out so it doesn't look quite as ridiculous. Which alright, whatever. I don't hate, but it's like that yellow Daredevil suit, but they replaced the yellow with black. Yeah. Um something similar to that. Uh but all the promotional pictures he's he's they've shown so far, he's been wearing a it's the costume from uh, Frank Miller's Man Without Fear, right. which was basically Daredevil Year One. Yeah, it's just like the the ninja getup. Yeah, the black sweats and black shirt and the hood over the or the yeah. So uh, it looks good though. I'm excited for it. Vincent D'Onofrio. They put out a trailer focused on him as the kingpin. He fucking killed it. He doesn't seem big enough to be kingpin. Ah. <laughs> uh... If you start trying to make Kingpin as big in the movies as he is in uh, in the comics, then you have to CGI him because he's basically Hulk-sized. Yeah, I guess. But it's like uh, when like Michael Clark Duncan playing him, I believed that that was a big motherfucker. Yeah, it's a big motherfucker. He's uh, he's 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 bulked up and he's put on some weight, and so he looks bigger than he normally is. Uh, I thought he looked great in the role. She got Big Show to do it. <laughs> you don't know why I'm doing this, Matt. I got kids. <laughs> I own a I own a strip mall. He punches Daredevil with some soft right hook and Daredevil goes flying across the room. The worst part is halfway through when he teams up with Daredevil and then twenty minutes later just punches Daredevil <laughs> in the face. <laughs> yeah, we're allies now. Fuck you, Daredevil. <laughs> You're right, Bullseye's really a big problem. Bah! Oh man, comes out to like there's like gonna be a big scene where he's surrounded by his thugs and he comes out and he's like why did I punch bullseye (laughs) 45 minute big show promo that's episode 9 book it please don't big show with kingpin I want to like daredevil I don't want to be like oh this seems really much like I did for raw Monday night hey that takes us right into that yeah I didn't watch it (laughs) I uh as has been the running theme for the last two fucking months I had been up all night playing Dark Souls again. 
because, you know, Sunday I was off, and I was like, I'm not working on anything tonight. I'm going to play Dark Souls and hang out and chill, and it's going to be great. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I'm going to set an alarm for, like, 7, 30, 8 o'clock, and I'll wake up, and I'll, I'll watch Raw. I slept through the alarm, and I finally rolled over about 10 after 8, right? Yeah. And I turn on Raw, and the first thing I see is the entirety of the authority in the ring holding microphones. <laughs> and I'm like, nope, and roll over and go right back to sleep. I wake up, I roll over again, and I see the big show talking. I'm like, nope! Roll over, go right back to sleep. I wake up again, I roll over, and I see John Cena with Rusev and an STF, and I'm like, nope! And roll over and go right back to sleep. And the next time I wake up, uh, I see Randy Orton beating the shit out of Seth Rollins, and I'm like, no! And just go right back to sleep. (laughs) Yeah, I... uh... From all the accounts that I read, I didn't even bother like reading the actual results this week. Uh, yeah, it was an incredibly right. underwhelming show. Not necessarily a show that you want heading into watched, the biggest show of the year. I watched the results and then I got a copy of Raw so I could see the only thing that mattered, which was Undertaker responding to Bray Wyatt, and it's terrible. Yeah, doesn't he like set his chair on fire with a lightning bolt or something? So Bray comes out with the urn. How do he get the urn? Uh. He got the chains that it was melted into and reformed it into an urn. What? What? Um, uh, Bray comes out with the urn. Uh, didn't uh, fucking somebody got the urn and they melted it down, turned it into chains? I remember reading about that. I can't remember who though. Undertaker urn chains. I don't recall that. Was it when Undertaker shaved his head? He was like, I can't have a urn anymore now that I'm bald. I need chains. Uh, yeah, here we go. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Melt. Uh, Kama. That's right. To fight out the Undertaker, Ted DiBiase recruited King Kong Bundy and Kama, who stole the Undertaker's urn and had it melted down into a gold chain for himself. But we've, that was at... we've seen the urn since then. <laughs> Don't question I mean, it. We're going <laughs> to reference this 20-fucking-year-old angle that makes I'm, no sense. No, that's... That's not what they said. I'm just bullshitting. Really? He, he just has the urn. They don't explain why he has. He just has the urn. It's probably one of the replica urns they sell on WWE Shop. You scared me there for a minute. <laughs> you, you thought... Would you blame me? Uh, Bray comes out with the urn. He's like, I don't worship the under blah, blah, blah. Cuts all this bullshit. Uh, he just wants to walk over his bones on the way to the throne. He's like, I wonder if he's in the urn. And he opens the urn and stares at it. And he's like, it's empty. But he doesn't, like, show it or turn it over or anything because there's obviously something in there. It's empty. (laughs) So It's empty except for this dry ice that is going to smoke in a minute. (laughs) And then he sets it back on the urn and it starts smoking. And then the Undertaker's, like, lightning cues up on the big screens and the bell tolls. And uh, then this graphic comes up that says, At WrestleMania, the man comes around. Because The Undertaker can only speak in Johnny Cash songs now. (laughs) And then they play a old, shitty quality clip of The Undertaker saying, You will rest in peace. And it sounds fucking awful. I I don't know how a company with that much production value can make audio played over the broadcast uh, smell sound that shitty. And then the lights go out, and when they come up, the urn and the uh, the uh, 
cart thing he had the urn sitting on are gone and they're replaced with a rocking chair and then a lightning bolt hits the rocking chair and lights it on fire and Wyatt starts laughing about this and it holds on Wyatt laughing at this burning rocking chair for like 10 fucking minutes (laughs) yeah see this is why I sort of dug when Undertaker became the biker see yeah because it was there comes a point when uh, MMA zombie is just like you're fighting so hard to make everything else realistic. Like, half your fucking people wear jeans and wife beaters to the yeah. ring now. But I'm still supposed to believe he's a fucking zombie with magic powers? Like it's, it's really difficult when you have Dean Ambrose running out there in his gear to, uh, then, yeah. to fight a ghost. <laughs> which, which, Bray Wyatt's the same thing. So it's like you've got this like completely normal like jorts and jeans and people want a title and then two basically demons are going to fight in the middle of the card. <laughs> we interrupt this UFC show for a B movie. It's like, before we get to the big Brock Lesnar brawl at UFC, we'd like to introduce the next contenders, Satan and Lucifer. <laughs> Just like two fucking honest god demons come out and have a fucking cage match, and they leave, and everybody just just a thing. Which it's super bizarre to me that uh, a character like the Undertaker has like in the '90s that was one of the '90s gimmicks. That's back when there was, like, Papa Shango and right. all these, like, just bizarre bullshit characters. And sure, why wouldn't there be a fucking zombie? But that, like, except for the stint where he was the biker, that's pretty much been his gimmick. And for some yeah. reason, even now, people accept it and get mad when it changes, despite wanting everything else to be more realistic. It's like, try I, I pitching one... that today. You got, like, some some young kid comes in... In 2015, you're like, okay, your character is going to be a fucking ghost that shoots lightning. Uh, I, for one, would welcome the return of Biker Taker. I would mark. Yeah. I would mark so hard for that. Especially if he came out to Roland again. Oh my god, it would be amazing. Uh, I wonder if they can get some, like, shitty modern rock band to cover Roland. (laughs) I can't even think of any shitty modern rock bands. I'm so out of touch with music. Uh, just whoever it is that always does the shitty rock songs for WWE Downstate. Is that their name? I'm officially my father. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I bought I bought new new uh, new bed sheets the other day, and I was like, like a month ago, I reserved Mortal Kombat X, and I'm I'm really excited about that. And then a week ago, I buy new bed sheets, and I'm super excited about that. Getting old sucks. It's bad when you're getting excited about bed sheets. You're officially my mother. <laughs> No, have you had the moment yet where you, like, go to the store to buy new socks and you realize you're really excited about getting new socks? Yeah. That was when, like, every pair of socks that I had was mismatched because the other pair or the other sock had gotten fucked up somehow. Yeah. It's like, I really need some new socks. And when I got them and they felt so good. Yeah, I'm, like, 24 buying new socks and I'm like, oh, God, this is what I've become. Uh, that's about all of note that happens on Raw. Um... All of your WrestleMania main events are pretty much booked now. Hey, hey, no, on Raw, uh, hashtag give Divas a chance. They had two Divas matches. Did they? Oh, uh, they are also, I I do think this is pretty cool. They're doing this thing called the Warrior Award. Mm, Yes. Uh, 
basically Connor the Crusher. Uh, I can't remember his last name. Mashalik? I don't know. It's some weird last name. I've got like the results right here, and I just saw his name, and I can't. They just refer to him as Connor the Crusher. Basically, this kid's getting inducted in the Hall of Fame, and I think that's pretty cool because the Hall of Fame doesn't mean shit as it is, so may as well do something nice for this kid. Uh, it's called the Warrior Award. I guess basically they're going to give it to like their most notable Make-A-Wish kid every year or something. I don't know. That's fine. Yeah, it's, you know, it's it's way more... I feel like that's way better than fucking we're going to induct Arnold Schwarzenegger. Well, it's like I, I understand doing the Arnold Schwarzenegger thing, but it's like the giving something to, to a sick kid like that, that's cool. Yeah, so really cool. I'm okay with that. Uh, real quick, your uh, oh, god, yeah, they had two divas matches. I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, uh, give it, divas a chance. Hashtag. <laughs> yeah, AJ pinned Summer Ray and uh, somebody else pinned somebody else. I don't even see it on the results. I think it was Naomi and Natalia. Yeah, Naomi pinned Natalia. Uh, a heart got pinned by having an ass shoved in her face. Well, according to Brett, he got pinned several times by Sonny like that. Hey, oh, Sonny. Oh, uh, also, the Usos had a match with Los Matadores because probably going to be a four way match of the tag titles at WrestleMania because they don't know how to book a tag division anymore. Los Matadores managed to not be on the card. Like, if they are on the card, they lose for like 11 months out of the year. But then come WrestleMania, they are suddenly in the contendership for the tag <laughs> titles every year. And they never make it past the pre show. Well, it's because it's. Like, hey, we booked this four-team match, but we only have three teams that we focused on. No, do you know what it is? Because, like, somebody pointed this out. Why don't you use, like, uh, the Ascension or Lucha Dragons or uh, Primetime Players? Hey, Lucha Dragons are NXT. They can't come on WrestleMania. Uh, They debuted on Main Event, actually, sir. But they're not on WWE um, somebody pointed out, they were like, well, with Los Matadores, you can do that spot where everybody does the suicide dives out, and then you can do the hilarious punchline of El Torito following. Oh, yeah. So if the primetime players just got Hornswoggle to put that crocodile costume back on, they could probably have a tag title shot, too. Because <sighs> that's how Vince no. McMahon books now. You have a tiny funny person. Uh, I forgot about Hornswoggle as a gator. Well, Slater Gator no longer exists, so I don't think, uh... Gator Swaggle exists anymore either. Still, you you invoked. <laughs> the poop is right there. It's in your brain. Real quick, your uh, WrestleMania that, card as it stands right now. You're right, Mike? segment of El Torito holding a blanket over Hornswoggle's face. The Gator Roll. It's a Gator Roll, Maggle! Uh, this is uh, why I haven't watched wrestling in two months and I don't miss it. <laughs> Somebody summed it up nicely on a fan forum. They were like, I'm not, like, actively boycotting WrestleMania. Like, I'm not saying I'm not going to watch WrestleMania, but I just can't be bothered to watch WrestleMania right now. Uh, Uh, Lesnar versus Reigns for the championship. Uh, Sting versus Triple H for uh, the fucking final nail in the coffin on WCW, I guess. Uh, your Intercontinental Championship ladder match, Bad News Barrett defending a title that he currently doesn't hold. They did a fucking thing where Truth psyched out Barrett on Raw because uh, like they had the title in a bag for some reason. And Barrett grabs the bag and runs away and he gets up the stairs. Ah, and Truth's running away with something obviously up his shirt. Barrett's like, what the fuck are you doing? I got the belt right here. And he opens up the bag and he pulls out like one of the kids' replica toy Intercontinental titles. 
And Truth's like, ah, and he pulls the real bag out from under his shirt. And I'm like, every one of you looks like a fucking idiot right Can now. Can I ask what rock Truth was hiding under for, like, nine months to just, like, pop up and suddenly be a contender for the Intercontinental Championship? He was biding his time, man. Like, where the fuck was he? And why does he suddenly get a shot at the Intercontinental Championship? Um... Like, as of while we're recording this, officially confirmed, Barrett, Truth, Dean Ambrose, Luke Harper, and Dolph Ziggler. On SmackDown, they add Daniel Bryan, and I believe they also add Stardust to the latter match. I guess we're not getting that Goldust-Stardust match. What, did you think they were going to try to tell a story at WrestleMania? They could have eight guys fall off ladders simultaneously. Yeah, you know, I thought that maybe the storyline that they've been building up for two months would go somewhere, but no. No, no. What? No. Come on. Uh, Also, the second annual Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royale currently confirmed to participate. Curtis Axel, The Miz, Ryback, Fandango, Adam Rose, uh, Zack Ryder, Jack Swagger, Titus O'Neil, Darren Young, Big Show, and Kane. Uh, Also, Mark Mark Henry returned on SmackDown, so I imagine he'll show up in the Battle Royale. Because we need another big guy that can't be thrown over the top rope. Oh my god, how is anyone going to get him over the top rope, even though he's never fucking won a battle royal? Big Show Kane and Mark Henry, who's going to what? And they're all three going to like eliminate each other at the same time, and the problem solved. Yeah, they're going to have like Big Show trying to pull Mark Henry over, and he's almost got him, and then someone comes up from behind and like pushes him over, and they both go out. Uh, I feel like Miz Dow's going to win the Andre. Because then they can have the Miz destroy the title on Raw. Oh God, yeah. Oh, that's gonna be. It's gonna be the exact same thing they did last year. Winning the Andre Battle Royal is gonna be the herald to some tag team breaking up. Winning the Andre is the new barbershop window. Yes, I think Chris has been studying. He's pulled out some really old references. Oh, what? I think he's been spending some time on Wikipedia. Spent years on Wikipedia, sir. I got lost on the Mortal Kombat Wikipedia earlier. Like, I didn't say it earlier, but I do got to give you credit for pulling out the whole, like, Undertaker's urn as a chain thing, because I, I had no <laughs> idea what you were fucking talking about. Well, that was just the cold fear creeping up in your throat. Oh my god, they did what with the Undertaker's urn? Why does Bray Wyatt have a chain? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I I predict Mizdow's going to win it, and we're all going to watch Raw Monday and go, Bleh. Yeah, I actually have Monday off this time, so... Good times. So, I, I'll be watching the fallout from WrestleMania because I am going to watch WrestleMania. <laughs> well, I mean, you're going to watch it this Monday because WrestleMania is in two weeks. Yeah, but I mean, I'll be watching that Raw. Yeah, I probably will too. <sighs> As I like stare eagerly at the countdown timer because after WrestleMania is when I start going, oh, Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, no, Daredevil will show up in a few days and that'll probably pass the time. Uh that's it for us tonight. Is there nothing else on WrestleMania? Uh, that's all your cards so far. There will probably be a four-man tag match announced. But it hasn't yet. That's it. It's a four-hour show. Yep. There's only four matches for it. You said, oh, yeah, like, Rus- you said Rus- the Rus- card was done. Rusev and Cena. Sorry, I forgot about Rusev and Cena. So there's five matches for a four-hour card. I think there's going to be more matches. <laughs> uh, hang on. I have a feeling over the next two weeks they will cram some more matches into a four-hour card. You say that, and you hope that, but, you know, they've got to allot 45 minutes for Triple H to cut his death of WCW promo. Uh, uh-uh. 
I want to uh, say that I... that won't happen, but... Oh. Uh, how many WCW uh, former stars do you think are going to show up and beat up Triple H to help Sting? I'm still holding out hope that it's going to be, like, all the TNA guys that have left recently. Hogan. <laughs> no, no, Hogan could still possibly be a WCW guy, but I mean, like, Triple H has Sting on the ropes and then fucking, like, Joe and AJ Styles jump in. Would that not, oh, would that not be awesome? Where's the corn dogs? That's a reference to an old room full of nerd stuff bit. Which one is that? That was uh, when we discussed how we'd, uh, how we'd book Sting and AJ Styles in WWE. <laughs> I'm going to win your Royal Rumble belt. We don't have a belt. Well, I'm going to win that corn dog. Uh, but yeah, that would be... that. I wanted the, the... It would be great. I won't lie. I would enjoy the hell out of that. I wanted the showdown at... at uh, I was going to say No Way Out, but that, it hasn't been that for like six years. Uh, uh... Fast Lane, that was it. Fast lane. Yeah, I wanted that to to be the the TNA invasion. No, they had to have Triple H cut a promo while Sting stared at him silently. That's what that's what people bought tickets for to watch Sting stand in the ring and stare at Triple H in his leather jacket and blue jeans. He was saying like they could have said that uh, Truth came back like years ago after being in TNA and he was like being a, a double agent, and then. They got Rhino invading NXT right now. He's going to tear everyone apart down there. They've, they've got everything built to do a really good story like that, so uh, that's never going to happen. And then, yeah, then Triple H turns around, and there's AJ Styles and Samoa Joe climbing into the um, ring to kick his ass. Oh, yeah, and Bray Wyatt versus The Undertaker. That's going to be a WrestleMania, too. I didn't mention that. <laughs> oh, yeah, them, too. That matters. Yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> The thing we've been talking about for, like, an hour. That's a match, too. Yeah, fuck. Uh, Can you tell that we're tired? Fucking WrestleMania. It's two thirty or 1.30 in the morning here, which means it's 4.30 in the morning where Chris is. Connor Michelek, that's his name. <laughs> <laughs> I want to reiterate real quick, we are not laughing at a dead child. Okay, we are laughing... <laughs> But it took Chris it took 25 that, minutes. Chris that long to find his name. It took that Chris long. That Chris long. God damn it. Um, I'm done. I'm fucking done. What, one more final bit of trivia. Uh, WWE attempted... Uh, the, the Bullet Club members have been using the NWO <laughs> Wolfpack sign. You saw this, right? Yeah. And uh, so WWE tried to file a trademark on it to stop the Bullet Club members from using this. Did you see the, the follow-up to this? Well, that it's owned by... It's already trademarked by North Carolina State. Yeah, I was going to say, it's like some college hand signal. Good job, WWE. Even though I thought that, like, hand signals and things could not be copywritten. Once it gets to the point where it's that deeply associated with something, you can copyright it, like how it's associated with a fucking football team. (laughs) Which, sure, I had no idea that this football team even existed. That was the click hand sign. It's not... Vince thinks football stopped after XFL failed. He's like, clearly nobody's watching football. Which is why he shows whenever NFL players are in the crowd. Yeah. Football doesn't exist uh, anymore except for when they come to our show. Alright, that's it for us, everybody. Here's what, here's what I'm going to say Mike and I are going to do. Uh, I don't know when we're going to be... I don't. Hey, we're going to take a couple weeks off, at least. Uh, I say we'll shoot to have something up around 
WrestleMania, post-WrestleMania. But we're just going to take a couple weeks off. We're going to get caught up on some personal stuff. And we're going to figure this out. Yeah, I think we should at least do a post-WrestleMania breakdown. Yeah, we'll do a post-WrestleMania. And then uh, after that, we'll definitely do something post-Mortal Kombat X. But uh, that'll probably be a stream. So uh, twitch.tv slash jcbaggy. Are you No Dice Mike or NDM Gaming? I don't even fucking know anymore. I haven't used Twitch in a while. I think you're both. Well, just follow him on both. The uh, No Dice Mike one uh, was when it was still associated with Justin. Yeah. But then when they broke apart, it's like I still have that name, but I can't stream on Twitch with it. You can, you just have to email them to get them. I had to do that today with JC Bay. Because I was Homeworld Productions, but I was like, that's too fucking long. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I have that one, and I have the Homeworld, and I have JC Baggy. And I was like, I'm going to stream as a me and not a brand. Uh, subscribe to all those. Subscribe to all mics. Worst case scenarios, I'll set Mike up where you can stream on mine or something. I don't know. We'll figure it out. We're definitely going to do streaming some Mortal Kombat down the road. Uh, we're going to take some time off. Twitter.com slash JC Baggy. Twitter.com slash No Dice Mike. Uh, for updates and thehomeworld.net and all our YouTube, you know where we are. <laughs> you know where we are, Tarv. You're already subscribed to all these things. And Jesse. And Jesse. And both you motherfuckers know all of our stuff. Why are we telling you this? Maybe Matt. <laughs> I don't know that he listens. He only like listens Matt when listens. I say offensive bullshit about him. His Matt sense tingles. So, oh, Mike's, yeah. Mike's talking shit again. Say, Matt, your butt's hairy. Is it? Is it Harry? I don't know. I've never seen his butt. You can't be friends as long as you two have and never have seen his butt. I've never seen his butt. I've seen his anyway, butt crack when he bends over, but I've never seen, like, full-on butt. Just the crack, not the hole. Just the crack. <sighs> That's how we're going to end this. We'll see you guys next time. <laughs> we're going to take our break talking about Matt's butt crack. Have a good night, everybody. Bye.